All right. Uh, so for our toast. Wait a minute. Today, Where's our theme music go? We already did it. Oh, I'm backwards. <laughs> Start over. Right? Previously on Booze and Buffy. Um, so I don't know if you can call it an exchange, but there's going to be like a cultural dance, which is just already asking for trouble. <laughs> uh, it's 1997, guys. Don't you know? Yeah. Don't do it. Is that someone else's life force in your pocket, or are you just happy to see me? Maybe she's reborn with it. <laughs> mm. Maybe it's mummified. She's kind of dirty and dehydrated and mummified, you know. But also, what? Xander's thirsty. You're not for wrong. That sweet, sweet um, Pata booty. Mm -hmm. And Pata is thirsty for that Xander D too. I don't know yeah. why. So this is a multifaceted <laughs> Just any D. I it's think. true. It's, yeah. She, it's just he's happened. got D. He's just the first one she saw. Hi, I'm Harrison, and I'm here with Tyler. Welcome to Booze and to Buffy. We are watching and discussing every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, one by one. No spoilers, because I know nothing about Buffy, and my experience with frat life was nothing like Pornhub led me to believe. Mm. And I am a huge Buffy nerd slash self-described expert, and I have zero experience with frat life other than having a fratty husband. And you didn't go to a real school. <laughs> Went to a real school. Just did it on my computer. <laughs> Alrighty. So let's see. Uh, what episode are we watching? We are watching season two, episode five, Reptile Boy. This is the one where Cordelia and Buffy go to a frat party, get drugged, and are nearly sacrificed to a giant penis monster. Okay, just jumping straight to the point there. Yep. Symbolism be damned. Fuck it. Okay, Reptile Boy was written and directed by David Greenwalt, and this episode originally aired on October 13th. episode i went with a themed drink mm -hmm. this is a a twist on the manhattan it's called the adonis and as there are so many hunky shirtless men in this episode i figured it would be appropriate um it's like sweet vermouth and what else what else i don't even remember um oh uh sherry sherry baby and bitters and an orange garnish, and yeah, it's a. Uh, turns out it was named after a musical, and I guess all of the takes on the Manhattan are from. Oh fuck! What's the hotel in New York? I said uh, it earlier. The uh, the Welshley Arms. No, the uh, Waldorf Astoria. Yeah, basically all the Manhattan drinks came from there. I didn't know that. Really. From I the sounds of it. That's why it's called. Called Manhattan, right? Yeah. Actually. We've drank like a lot of Manhattans to be finding this out now. I, I actually feel like maybe I did know that. Like that you say that and I, I'm like, oh, but also I'm like, yeah, I, I don't know. Anyway. It makes sense. Um, it's kinda like the hop round in Louisville. Mm. Or the or the what's the other drink called? Uh, oh, mint, mint julep. julep. The only hop round I've You're ever having liked some fun. <gasps> we should do a derby episode. Hmm. Are there, there any is, horses? I was like, there's not a derby episode. Is there an equine episode? Um, there is an episode that horse has boy. horses in it. They, it, it. Oh my god, you got it. It's called Horse Boy. They take the sexual assault a lot further than this episode. Oh anyway. Um, 
Uh, okay, there is an episode that has some horses in it. Yeah. So, um, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. Okay. Um, I went pretty basic for this episode. I did not feel like making a complex drink. So I am just had three ingredients. A what? I said it had three ingredients. <laughs> well, that was three too many. Uh, or two too many. I'm just drinking a glass of uh, Basil Hayden on the rocks. Fancy. Um, yeah, we had uh, we had out of town guests this weekend in the form of John's parents. There you go. So we made sure we had some good liquor in the bar. Um, so yeah. So for our toast today, um, I'm gonna go a little personal and a little bit of a downer. So sorry about that. Um, don't drink when you're sad Harrison uh, everyone knows that only time I drink because I'm always sad no fair um listeners I'm fine <laughs> but uh we uh my family dog uh passed this morning he's been very very ill he's very old um and he's been ill for a while but he just had a really really bad weekend and uh was what was his name my, his name was Homer um oh. he's a black lab and uh, he he had a rough week. I was on the or weekend. I was on the phone with my mom and my brothers a lot, um, just keeping me updated. Um, but yeah, he passed this morning, so it's sad. But he had a good life. He was very loved. What's your favorite um, memory of Homer? Oh gosh, I've been put on the spot. Um, I don't uplifting. have like a specific memory, but over the last couple of years it's just like a general vibe with him Mm -hmm. he just became this like very stereotypically like stubborn grumpy bastard okay um and i loved it like if like you wanted him to go outside to go to the bathroom if he didn't want to he wasn't going to like he did not do anything he didn't want to do and he always had this like look if you were like Come on, we need to go over here. He just kind of looked in the eye. This and guy then just again. walk the opposite direction. Mm. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, here's to Homer. Um, we will miss him. But we also know that uh, he's in doggy heaven. So, cheers. Nice. We got another clink. Yeah. Ah, so, let's just move away from dead dogs. Uh, and talk <laughs> about sexual assault <laughs> we're not watching john wick um never seen that movie evidently he goes on the killing spree because of his dog that's what i get from the memes no i i've been told that um i i see it i don't know if it's actually like the actual plot or like I just people like, are extrapolating that i i no, i think it is like I if like you've watched john wick <laughs> or john wick three or whatever let us know i my aunt was telling me about the story and it and I kind of feel like I was like, oh, like, that's silly. Like, he, like, that people are making this joke that he does it because of the dog. My, I feel like my aunt was like, no, he fucking goes on this murder spree because they kill his dog. And I was like, all right. Okay. Um, but my aunt's also a huge dog lover, and I feel like she'd be the type to go on a John Wick killing spree. Totally. Um, am. To avenge her dogs, maybe. I don't know if she listens. Oh, we'll find out after yeah. this episode. Yeah. So let's get into it. Yes. Yeah. This episode starts. It's like Romeo and Juliet. She's on the balcony. She's like, Romeo, Romeo, where for art thou? No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. There is a balcony. Yeah. And she basically falls to what could have been her death, but she keeps going. Yeah. She also like broke out of a glass window. So it's just like all sorts of this danger. This bitch has, is tough. Yeah. We don't know her, but. Nails. She's tough. Um, and at this time, we don't know that they're a fraternity. I think I even said in the episode, I was like, oh, this is their monk. These monks got hops. Oh, yeah. You, you call them monks. Yeah, because um, they're like jumping over the thing. I'm like, wow, they're athletic for like, you know. Franciscans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, you know, I didn't even think about that. I, I remember you saying that, but I didn't even like that didn't even like like register. Yeah. Really. But yeah, they're, they're definitely in their cloaks. Um, but they so they chase her through the cemetery uh, and catch her. And uh, that's when the one of them like, takes down his hood. And he's very hot. Yeah, but then he also says her name and like, I don't know, like it, it gives us a lot of material. And then yeah. cuts to the other scene where the kids are just like, it's not even busy. We're having such a fun time. Let's braid Willow's hair. They are braiding Willow's hair. It's well, so Buffy's cute. braiding Willow's hair and Xander's just like, pretending to know how oh 
I got the opposite impression. I got the impression that, that he was already done. Xander's was because it looked like she he like Willow had like a even like a full French braid along the side. Oh, I, I maybe we'll go back and check, but I got the impression that Xander's side was really good, and Buffy was kind of half-assing it. She had more lines. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of Xander, I'm just gonna. I feel like we went really hard on Xander last week. Yeah, for good reason. Um, hard on Xander. I, you and said I, it. Xander displays a lot of the traits that I really dislike about him in this episode, but it's hard to get mad about it because he's right most of the time. Yeah, yeah. Every time he's like, you shouldn't go to this fraternity party, I'm just like, yeah, she shouldn't go to this fraternity yeah. party. <laughs> it's the difference between like his, his actions, which are kind of, ugh, and his intent, right? Yeah. Um, Usually his intent is also kind of skeptical, but... It, it, yeah. Well, and his actions are sometimes kind of heroic, even if his intent is bad, but sometimes his actions are shitty, but his heart's in the right place. Mm, Xander's complicated. Never all in one place. Um, uh, but but that's not where we are right now. They're watching uh, some sort of like Bollywood soap opera Musical thing. thing. Um, they are very confused, but Willow seems to... Either she's following the plot line or she's just making shit up. Mm-hmm. Um... And one of my favorite lines in this scene is um, she says something about the woman's lover and Bobby's like, her lover? I thought that was her chiropractor. And Willow's like... That weird thing with the foot? Yeah, that was personal. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a weird non sequitur. It doesn't matter in the story, but it's real cute. Um, And it feels... uh, It feels realistic. You know, I feel like I did shit like that. Like watching uh, in high school... So we didn't watch like weird foreign movies or TV shows. We, yeah. I had a I had a phase with like uh, telenovelas. My friends and I in high school would, when we were bored and didn't have money to go out, yeah. we would just go to someone's house and look up the weirdest, most off the wall porn we could find. That sounds about right. Um, that happened to me once, and I think I cried in a corner. Oh my god! Why? I mean, Drawsquatter was frightening. What? Nothing. No, what was it? <laughs> Jar Squatter. Oh my god. Actually, I think we watched that one. Yeah, that whole like Pain Olympics series. We all watched them in high school. Yeah. Nobody enjoyed it. Um, I remember one that was like this hentai, like penis tentacles oh. um, on brand for this episode. That sounds like that Harry Potter fan fiction we read. <gasps> oh, where the squid fucks the castle. Yeah. That's my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to... It's did... such a human castle, you know? <laughs> has a lot of feelings. I did, like... I don't remember if you were there or not, but one time I, like, did, like, a dramatic reading. Oh, yeah, that was All of our friends. Were you there? Yeah. I enticed (laughs) you into doing it. Yeah. Um, So, anyway. (laughs) Aside from tentacle porn, let's get back to the story. Yeah. I think tentacle porn's on brand, though. We have a very phallic monster. Yeah. Um, He may have tentacles. We don't see his entire body. True. Um, So, Giles is putting the heat on... On Buffy and and Cordelia is trying to act like all sophisticated and use active listening strategies like just laugh and don't really listen. <laughs> and Cordelia's when talking to men, fake laugh. <laughs> she sounds like Fran Drescher or something. She she yeah she does this like ha 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 um, it that bit gets a lot better throughout the episode. Oh yeah, well like. she just she won't stop, and it, it's I think it's the best moment of it is when he she does it in an incredibly inappropriate moment mm-hmm. where he says something just really not funny and not meant to be funny, just kind of rude, yeah. And she she just starts doing it, and he's like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> um, but she's really wanting to attract older guys. Um, college guys and um as we're gonna find out she has attracted the attentions of richard mm. um he of the good looks who and... is the one that we see in the graveyard yes. whenever he takes the hood off but i didn't put that together you know i i did this time but i don't think i always have in the past because honestly he's attractive but he's also kind of just like in the generic shadows. white guy frat guy yeah. attractive so it's like just plop any other generally handsome yeah. man there and you're good um 
But this is all playing into Cordelia's plan to become rich and elite. Because yes. think of how many of the poor people she could help. It's not shallow. Yeah. It's not shallow. Um, but yeah, Giles is really hard on Buffy in this episode. He has that like, real, like, come to Jesus moment kind of talk. Ugh. He sits her... Excuse me. Burp. I give that like a three out of ten. Yeah, that was it. Was it was small, but burps are surprise vocal warm ups. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he's he's like, you can't pout your way out of this one. It's not going to work. It's not. It works. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good like, I, you know, I would argue that out of the cast, who I think would be able to pull off a like a doe eyed pouty look, I would Willow. I would say Willow. Yeah, but. Buffy really... She channels it. She does. I, and I wonder if she was like, um, WWWD, what would Willow do? WWWW. <laughs> what would Willow... Where? Wombo. <laughs> Willow Wombo. Um, so this is where the frat guys, uh, they, they've met Cordelia, and then the other one, Tom, who comes across as a really nice guy. He's a nice one. Yeah, until he's not. Spoilers. But he sees Buffy and he's like, who's your friend? And Cordelia's like, she's not my, my friend. friend. I mean, she's practically my sister. <laughs> uh, oh my God. Cordelia just kills it in this episode. Like, but she introduces Buffy. Buffy is initially really reticent to talk to them. She, she says, I'm not interested. Yeah. Um, but Tom charms her. Um, because well, initially just Cordelia's boyfriend is talking to her. Yeah. And he's such a prick. Like, like that's totally the plan. Yeah, I think so. I think it's, and it's a good plan. Like you be an asshole and I'll, I'll be nice. Yeah. Um, and then he's like, you know, they have this conversation. He charms her. He's like, are you Xander's narrating? He's like, yeah. this is never going to work. And it does. <laughs> Uh, it doesn't yeah. right away. But, but immediately still, you just see the like, she's not shutting him down. Yeah. She rejects his initial invitation, but she, you can still see she's she she's charmed. <laughs> um, not to be confused with... Because she has all these responsibilities after yes. school. Which Giles yells at her about. He runs out and goes, Buffy! And like gestures emphatically at his watch. Mm. Then they go back to the library eventually. Yeah. And they are training a bit and uh, Buffy just kicks She his kicks ass. his ass immediately. Yeah. Which is the second time we've seen her do that in this episode. The first time he's... The first time he's yelling at her about um, before she pouts, he's, you know, you're not prepared if a monster comes up behind you and does this and tries to, like, sneak attack her and she just... That was not very sly. Like, there was no, like, wow, look at the fight choreo and this. Yeah. It was just, like... Very smooth, very simple. Like she could have seen it with eyes in the back of her head. Oh yeah, yeah. Like she's she was like just so prepared for exactly what he was about to do. Oh, she also turns him down, saying she's involved with someone. Yes, who we know is Angel. So she goes on patrol. She finds the little like dog tag thing. Mm-hmm. She finds Angel. He says it smells like blood. Hot. Which is like Ooh. I was gonna say creepy, but find whatever. yourself a guy who could smell blood. Isn't that exactly what Xander's like? Uh. Yeah, Xander. <laughs> Which, once again, you know, his mo- I don't think his motives are in the right place, but I think he does have a point when he's like, maybe this isn't the best idea. Yeah, and this he's is- like, you're young, I'm 200-something. There's a line. And it's so... About shaving? Not about shaving. Not yeah. this line yet. Um, this is just... It's, I, I think it's a bad line. I think, I, you know, it's just, it's very melodramatic. Um, they were very Dawson's Creek in this and, scene. Yes. Oh, my God. He says, this isn't a fairy tale. When I kiss you, you don't wake up. And she says, when you kiss me, I want to die. Yeah. I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? It is so over the top. And it's frustrating because I'm, as If that's as the I'm case, like, then become a vampire, bitch. Um which and I was like, maybe that's what she's saying. It's like when I, when you kiss me, I want to become, become a vampire, vampire with you. Or maybe she's just being a melodramatic that's undead teenager Harrison. and <laughs> undead American. Um, maybe she's just being a melodramatic teenager and being like, when I kiss, when you kiss me, I want to die. Which, Is that her turning him like away? I don't know. I just think it's a weird line. It's melodramatic. I think 
I think it's a bad line, frankly. I think David yeah. Boreanaz and Sarah Michelle Gellar do everything they can with it. Um, but it is just, it's very over the top. And it's funny. Um, so I mentioned to you earlier, um, this episode had a commentary that I listened to. Okay. And um, it was done with uh, David Greenwald did the commentary. He wrote and directed the episode, as we talked about at the beginning. Um, and he talks about that line. He's like, when I wrote that, I just loved it. And I took him to Joss and he loved it. And I was like, really? Y'all love it? Yeah, don't, it? don't defend that line. <laughs> um, um, it was a good commentary, but that at that point I was like, okay, David Greenwald, that's fine. I, I think you're generally very talented. So the next day at school, Cordelia is attempting to convince Buffy to come to the strap party with her because... That's when um, she talks about feeding all the poor people. Yes. Um, and there, it, she's given a really weird logic that is, like, there's, like, a quota. It's, like, it's supposed to be presumably, like, one-to-one boys and girls. Yeah. Um, and so if Buffy doesn't go, Cordelia can't go. Yeah. Which seems like bullshit. And I think maybe after the events of the episode, we're to take it that that's just a lie that yeah. he made up to Cordelia to get Buffy there. Mm-hmm. Um, so Buffy She's agrees. telling her to fix her hair. Oh my god. This <laughs> well, we'll She's get there in a second. In this episode. But Buffy agrees, <clears throat> and I think partially I think it's twofold. She's mad at Giles for putting all this pressure on her. Yeah. And she's mad at Angel for kind of not blowing her off, but not necessarily giving her what she wants. So I think she's just like, fuck it, I'm gonna I'm going to go to this fucking frat party. I'm You're not my real dad. Yeah. You're my fake librarian slayer dad. Um, and uh, so she's like, okay, I'm going to rebel. Um, one place I think this episode actually misses an opportunity is that Joyce isn't in it. And Yeah, especially she's like talked about, but not. She's talked about. And I feel like, and I don't think she needed a huge role in this episode, but I think a scene of Buffy lying to her mom about where she was going mm. Um, or maybe a scene where Puppy's mom is pressuring her about schoolwork or something. Something like that could have really brought a lot of that that theme out in the open too. Just, mm. um, but I digress. It's not that important. Um, so yeah, so Cordelia is giving her tips. <laughs> just, just like, don't do that thing with your hair. Or... What thing with my hair? Yeah. And um, I think it's uh, makeup, makeup. Well... Do what you can and stick to the shadows. Oh my god. She's all of these... Which is like, kind of... Uh... Like, as, I don't know, this seems like kind of foreshadowing, stick to the shadows. It's fair. That's just, it's very on brand for Buffy. Like, she's like, She has wow. to stick to the shadows. You know, she's like, don't wear this, 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 and this. Those are all my trademark. But I think, doesn't isn't one of the things she says is don't wear black, which is what Buffy wears. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she looked great, but. She, she lies to Giles. And Willow. Willow is not having it. She can't deal with it. It is... Like, Xander's surprised, but Willow's pissed off. Yeah, and it's... And it, I think it's this so... moment that, like, sets Willow into just, like, this whole... Everything for her in this episode. Oh, yeah. Just, like, she's already mad about that. And then, like, it just kind of starts bubbling up mm-hmm. with all the lying and shit going on and, like... That's when she puts her foot down at the end. Yeah. She's she's very tense. Yeah. Like and um it's just her reactions to the lie as it's being told, where her eyes are like flickering back and forth between Willow and Buffy. You could tell she wants to be say something, but mm. she doesn't. Um and the lie specifically is that she can't go out and uh patrol because um her mom is sick and she's starting to feel sick, so she needs to go home. And Giles is like, okay. And this is when, um, later in the scene in the hall, um, it's, it, it's a good moment uh, where Xander's, um, oh, Buffy's like, I know, I know, you don't have to say anything. And Xander's like, I'm not going to say anything. And Willow goes, you lied to Giles. And Xander's like, she's going to say it. She's like, I can't believe you lied to Giles. Like, <laughs> Willow loves rules. Willow loves order, and her world is crumbling around her. So eventually they go to the party. Meanwhile, Willow is trying to, like, continue lying to Giles. Yeah. So Willow and Giles are um, 
investigating this bracelet. Xander wants to sneak into the yes, party. To protect Buffy. And maybe catch an orgy. Yes. Um, there was a. They said the word orgy a few more times than I expected. Yeah. Episode. Just like, it really felt like David Greenwell like, wrote the first line with the word orgy in it and then went, that's a funny word. And it was like, make sure the next five sentences like they each have orgy it. in it. They're like, enough orgy. Um, um, that's what I say every Friday night. Enough with the orgy. My God. <laughs> Just give a girl a break. <laughs> I can't with you. <laughs> no. So she chooses not to tell Giles or anything. Mm-hmm. They go to the party. She's not really drinking at first. And it's no, like, she, she don't re- give in to peer pressure, Buffy. Yeah. Um, um, and there's actually a... Um, Earlier in the episode, there's a bit where, as they're talking about the frat party, uh, it focuses very, very briefly on a poster in the background. Mm. It's like a picture of a guy with a really scarred face that says, like, not everyone who drinks and drives dies. Yeah. Um, just a little bit of... It kind of reminded me of the um, the smoking kills sign yeah. in, uh, in Nightmares. He looked kind of like... Um... The Frankenstein character from Kinda a did. couple episodes before. So, so yeah, Willow or Buffy, um, they are immediately greeted with drinks. Um, Cordelia accepts, Buffy says no, and the, he takes Cordelia off, which I think is then very telling that we don't see Cordelia again after that until the reveal that she's been drugged mm-hmm. and, and unconscious. So, Buffy, then Buffy's just kind of, you can tell she's like, come to the party. Now that I'm here, though, I'm she's not really having a good time. She's yeah. really uncomfortable. So she dances um, with the cute, nice boy. Yes. And uh, meanwhile, Xander's getting hazed in the background. Yes, they. Uh, so he, he gets he comes in. He gets caught flirting with girls. Yeah, and they're like new pledge. And um, so, Ted. What? I've never been in a fraternity, but yeah. you have. Yes. Did you feel like this was? an accurate representation of a fraternity do you feel what's your insight onto this the thing that caught me off guard was that him being in attendance at the party meant that he was a pledge Mm. i feel like usually there's a couple of other steps in there so it just caught me off guard that they were like new pledge i feel like you gotta do something before you just like become a pledge i think they were fucking with him though Oh. I don't think they actually considered him a new pledge. I think they just realized... Well, obviously not. Read. They just realized that he snuck in, so this was, like, his a punishment. To, yeah. And they were... He, that was just a way to humiliate him. I was him. like, this is kind of skipping us a couple steps. Um, <laughs> yeah. See, I feel like the... the like, normally you'd have to, like, make a bid and, like, okay. accept and, like... It's just, it's just a whole process. Yeah. Um, remind me. What's the name of your fraternity? It's the same one Johnson. Yes. Phi Mu Alpha Symphonia. Which is a music fraternity. Yeah. We don't really have like houses or anything, but okay. but it's a national fraternity of music. That's the other thing I've never understood about fraternities is like, do you live in the house? You can. That's weird. Anyway. Um, so, so yes, they're hazing Xander. They've got him dressed in a bra, in a skirt. It's a cute skirt. Yeah. Uh, and a blonde wig. Mm-hmm. You got some tiggo bitties. <laughs> Like, he's, like, double Ds. And they're, they're like, huge. stuffed. Um, they kind of remind me of Miss Doubtfire. Yeah, very much. <laughs> um, so, Willow's back at the library with Giles, mm-hmm. like, trying to figure stuff out, looking through, like, missing persons and stuff. And she's eventually comes to the conclusion that they can't contact Buffy or her mom because that would not work. Yeah. And they need to continue lying to Giles. But they should probably call... Angel, mm-hmm. because he, he knows where the tags were. Right. And they realize that it's the ENT on the bracelet. I think it's a bracelet. Um, uh, is Kent, which is a school in a town, um, like an adjacent town. Um, and it's they like a military academy or something. Some, yeah. Or I think it's Private a prep, school. Uh, prep, yeah, prep, like a prep school. Um, and she, um, and the, this, there's a missing girl, um, named Callie. So they've kind of put it together that maybe this is where this has come from. Um, with Angel's help, they determine that the uh, uh, it is located near the fraternity. So the pieces are starting to come together. This is where we get this great moment from Willow where... She 
Use your vocab, Harrison. You can use your vocab in this scene. You already know the words to describe how she talks to them. I don't. I forgot. Does she read? No, she doesn't read them. Does she read them? She reads them. How does she read them? She reads them for filth. filth. There we go. (laughs) So first, she can't understand how Angel shaves. Um, Which is a quintessential, like, vampire just conundrum. Yeah. I would, well, I guess the one, maybe he doesn't. Yeah, he's stuck at that age. his hair doesn't grow. Um, But also, I mean, lots of people shave who, like, blind people shave. Um, They get some nair. They just, um, just get, they just learn how to do it. But I digress. Um, she finally is so fed up. So the lie is out at this point. Like, Buffy's at the fraternity house. Giles is pissed. Angel is like, what the fuck? And Willow just lets them have it. Is this where I would say the library is open? Yes. Because ah, she says to Giles, she's like, you're putting too much pressure on her. You're not even her real dad. Blah, 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 blah. She's 16 going on 40. Yeah. And then to um, Angel, what does she say? She says, she says, coffee shops. Yeah, she says, you're 200 years old. You don't have time for, or no, you're never going to die. You don't have time for a cup of coffee. There you go. Um, and, and then she's like, okay, I've said what I need to say. I don't feel any better. And is this where we would say the library is closed? Yes. Oh, but they mean? also are in the library, right? Yes. So that's appropriate. Um, the library. But then they leave the library. So. Never open. No one goes into that library. Yes. Um, Giles is lucky earlier when he was fucking around with his sword that it was only Willow, Buffy, and Xander who came in and yeah. not like a school administrator. Um, so they rush off to save them. They rush off to save them. Um, Xander, at this point, the party has ended. Um, he's being kicked oh gosh, out. We've totally skipped over the like the really important part that um, finally, um, after she shares another moment with Tom, um, she finally like gives into this pressure and drinks, and immediately is got roofied. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's you know, that is the metaphor here. Is that yeah? She got it. Was, she got roofied, um, mm-hmm. which is terrifying. Mm. Um, just the scene of her like stumbling around. Ruthalem, um, what the hell is Ruthalem? Uh, I love um, that movie. She's stumbling around. She does this thing that just is very relatable. Not specifically, obviously, in a situation where one has been roofied, but just being really drunk, where she bumps into the like dresser drawer. And she goes, she goes "Excuse me, excuse me, <laughs> sorry." <laughs> Which um, is just. As a person who's been drunk before and bumped into inanimate objects and then apologized to them, I'm like, it felt really real. But it yeah. also just like, it's scary because she gets on the bed. At this point, though, we have seen into the the basement already. Yes. We've yeah, seen we at least one shirtless like, dude. Inducted into their... Yeah, they room. didn't stab him. Yeah, they were carving like symbols into him, which eh, icky. Well, the first guy, no. The, the, you made the the first guy look like they were going to, but they didn't. Okay. The only dude who gets like carved symbols into him is is Tom. Tom, the nice one, because he's the leader. Yeah. So this is the part where Richard comes in. Buffy is passed out on the bed, and I, I think this is done really well. They have her lying in a position that's not aggressively overtly sexual, but but she still looks very vulnerable. Yeah. Um, and it's and he is touching her um it's very uncomfortable it's a very uncomfortable it's very upsetting um and you know the you know this underlying current of sexual assault is um feels very real feels very deliberate it none of it's acknowledged yeah like it's hard to verify if anything like that happened because he does he does stop her say like you know don't ruin the sacrifice or whatever yeah so, um, I, yeah, I don't think the intention is that they were going to rape them. But, but it's, I think a, it's is, a rape parody. Or yeah. not a rape parody, but a rape it's parable. A, it's an analogy, yeah. yeah. Um, so even though, no, that's not specifically what was going to happen to them, I think you can still draw those that parallel. Yeah. Especially since, as I've mentioned, the monster is a giant goddamn penis. Like He's a reptile. <laughs> snake. Basilisk person. Um, ooh, basilisk. Nice. 
Um, so he stops him from assaulting her, but it's made very clear that this is not really a heroic act. He just needs to oh, prepare them. Rewind. Let's let's just recap a little bit of theme. Um, so this whole like Buffy's problems with Xander or not Xander with Angel mm-hmm. and Giles come from them thinking she is too immature. Yes. And where she finally decides to, when she finally caves to drink, is after Tom tells her that she's too mature. Yes. Yeah, so, like, that's definitely the theme on this one. Um, And there's a line in there, too, where he says something about um, the first time he offers her a drink. Mm -hmm. um, He says something, and she says no. He says, like, oh, I understand. When I was your age, I didn't like grown-up things either. The other dude says that. Um, Oh, did I say Tom? Yeah. I meant Richard. Yeah. Um, But it's very manipulative. So he he prevents him from assaulting Buffy, but it becomes very clear that it is not a heroic act. It is, um, and this is kind of the moment where we find out that Tom is not only not the nice guy he appears to be, he's the ringleader of this entire operation. Um, And that's where you get this pan from Buffy's unconscious body to Cordelia's on the floor, which we didn't know was there before. Yeah. Um, So... Um, so yeah, so we've got our, all of our players in place. Buffy and Cordelia and the other girl, Callie, are chained up in the basement. Um, Xander is, uh, has realized after he's been kicked out that, uh, he sees Cordelia's car, uh, and realizes that Buffy and Cordelia are still there. Um, and Willow, Giles, and Angel are on their way to the frat house. At this point... Like, they're continuing with the sacrifice Mm -hmm. or whatever. Like, the ritual. The snake monster, Machida, Mm -hmm. has revealed it. Machida. It's spelled Latin. So, so yeah. um, Willow, they... Cordelia panics. She realizes there's something down there. And they're going to throw us down there with it. And Buffy says, no, I don't think they're going to throw us down there. I think it comes to us. Doesn't comfort Cordelia. She does not feel better about that. No. Um, but this is when the, uh, the titular reptile boy emerges. Oh, yeah. Um. Speaking of titular, um, whenever they're, uh, what Tom is shirtless, there's that stuff all over his Yeah, he's got the, uh, tits. (laughs) It looks Uh, like a harlequin. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. Um, but it appears to be part of the ritual. Mm -hmm. Um, and, oh, listen. (gasps) You know what that sound means. What does it mean? That gaydar means that it's time for the gay agenda. All right. So mine is pretty obvious, I think. It's all of the shirtless dudes and also some of the hazing um, in that like all the pledges are in drag. Mm -hmm. uh, Yeah, I wouldn't really call it drag, but, you know, they're being hazed. Um, Yeah. Xander has a shirt off a lot. I'm fine with that. Looks good. Yeah. He's lost. He's lost some weight. It appears. Um, looking looking good. That's my moment. So mine. I'm just gonna. I'm continuing my trend. You got a theme of um of this Buffy Cordelia ship that I've created in my heart. Um, maybe one day it'll happen. Maybe I don't know. There's a line earlier in the episode where um uh Buffy tells Xander and Willow she's going to the frat party um, and not with Angel she's going with Cordelia and Xander says Cordelia is much better for you than Angel and I'm like agreed <laughs> like I agree with that statement she's not 240 she's not dead um, she doesn't drink blood uh, to survive Right. Um, it's a perfect match Yep. So, so yeah, that is my uh, my gay agenda. Okay, um, this next one, I have a feeling you'll probably you'll probably guess it. Um, gay vocab. Yeah, uh, it <laughs> it's a pretty blatant reference, but um, this today's gay vocab comes from RuPaul's Drag Race season five. It's one of the the first one of the first reads from a queen named Jade Jolie who you can see at Play Louisville, um, because this is where she called home now. Um, so, yeah, we love Jade, and she was being real shady whenever she talked to Serena Cha-Cha about her now infamous Pinocchio look. It's not really a Pinocchio, but that's what they read it for. Um, it was kind of like later hosen with glitter. It was bad. 
Um, so she looked really boyish in that first challenge. And Jay Jolie says, I think it's on the first episode, cover girl, don't cover boy, baby. And I'm guessing this has, like, it's basically saying, like, your makeup's shit. Yes. Okay. And so is this is this a reference to Cordelia um, just being like, don't do that thing with your hair? All, all that stuff we discussed where she's being really passive aggressive. She's not even being passive aggressive. She's just being mean to, to Buffy about her looks. That's a good instance. That's not the one I was thinking of. Okay. Um, but she could say that to Buffy, though she would be a little meaner, I guess, in that she's calling Buffy a man. Um as opposed to a, a drag queen calling another drag queen a man. I feel like that's a little different. Okay. Um, the one I'm going for is Xander and how after they reunite, mm-hmm. he, they, I think Willow says, are you wearing makeup? Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, no. And he wipes it off. That moment, especially just like whenever they were applying the makeup to Xander's face, like the Very lipstick's just like all around his lips. It's just, it's not a, it's not a good look. Yeah. Let's, to recap, cover girl, don't cover boy, which is actually the name, cover boy, is now the name of one of my favorite drag queens, Willem, uh, her uh, her new line uh, of makeup is called cover boy. Okay. Um, so it's a play on, I think, that. That makes sense. Yeah. That tracks. Mm-hmm. Cool. That tracks. Very good. Gay vocab this yeah, week. So. Thank you, Thank Tyler. you, thank you. Um, so we're now at the end of the episode. Yeah, so they um, they burst in to rescue. Um, there's a good moment where they kind of they piece together what's going on, and Z- uh, Angel is not happy about it. And he puts he's he finds out Buffy's in danger basically, and he goes right into vampire face. Um, and like even Xander's in one like, you know full take kind yeah, of thing, which is it's, nice. It's real cool. And even Xander's like because he, he has that line earlier in the episode. Where um, after he finds out about Angel smelling, smelling blood, blood, he's like, that's not a guy you want to party with. And in this moment, he goes, maybe that is the guy you want to party with. And I'm like, yeah, fucking yeah. believe it. Um, so so they burst in um, downstairs. The reptile has emerged. They are about to sacrifice Cordelia. Buffy rips the chains from the wall. Yeah, takes her a couple tries. It's- That'd be a fun, like... You know, quintessential like Buffy, like Halloween costume. Ooh, like the little black dress but with the chains, chains. Yeah. Um, and a sword. Yeah. Um, so um, you probably have a sword. They, uh, we have a sword somewhere around here. It's like a plastic. I know you're a husband. It's a yeah, it's a plastic one. But my brother has a like like the master sword, like one of those um, ones from the back of um the travel uh, airline catalog. Where it'd be like, you can order all of these like swords and rings from Lord of the Rings. You know what I'm talking about? Um, probably. I think he got it like a Ren fair or something. Same thing. But yeah. Um, but that's not what this is about. So they uh, they fight off the, um, the frat guys. Uh, Buffy chops the penis in half. And we have a great moment where <laughs> it's... Cordelia goes through like six emotions in one line. And none of them are like based in reality. Yeah, she goes, she's like, oh my god, thank you all for saving us. She immediately goes to Angel and just like envelops herself around him. Yes. And then she goes, I just hate you guys. The weirdest things always happen. And then um, I think it's Richard or Tom. One of them like is being like led past her. And she grabs him and goes, and you, you're going to jail for 15,000 years. <laughs> um, which is one of my favorite lines. Yeah. So that leads to um, a, a scene between Giles and Buffy. Giles basically says, um, you know, Buffy's like, I know, I fucked up. And she's like, Giles is like, um, he says, you lied to me. You were, you know, about to be sacrificed. Let the word, or he goes, I think the words, let that be a lesson, are a little redundant or something along yeah. those lines. Um, but he acknowledges that he's been pushing her too hard. He's just going to nudge her now. Yeah, it's sweet. He he recognizes that, or she recognizes that she, what she did was not okay and it got her and Cordelia almost killed. And but he's he like, recognizes that he pushed her there. I'm the cool dad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not like a regular watcher. I'm a cool watcher. Mm-hmm. Um, then we get just one final scene in the bronze. Um, they're just They're discussing out. how like everyone from that fraternity has like gotten arrested or mm-hmm. audited and like yeah. all they found like 
40 other bodies in the basement and like the implication is that they've been doing these sacrifices uh, in exchange for wealth and success so as the monster is dead makita so their successes yeah. to dissolve, which was kind of fun to be like, yeah, take that rich white people. Right. I, I even said at the end of the episode, I was like, well, that's the most unrealistic part is that these guys went to jail. Dude. Um, it made me, I mean, not to get too like caught into, this feels very political political and very um, current events. It made yeah. me think of Brock Turner yeah, and how he was convicted of sexual assault and uh, was sentenced to six months in jail of which he only served three, mm. which, yeah, you know, I don't want to get down that rabbit hole, but um, it, watching this episode, I was like, this fucking shit still happens, like, yeah. you know, and they get away with it. Yeah. So on the plus side, <laughs> maybe if we murder a snake monster, Donald Trump's entire empire will come crumbling down. Okay. Find the snake monster fans. Uh-huh. Who is Donald Trump's snake monster? Ew. Ugh. Don't say those words in that I, order. I know. <laughs> oh, um, we can't undo that. It's, it's happened. Um, so Angel comes up and he He's asks like, I hear this place Buffy. has coffee. He asks Buffy to coffee. And she goes, yeah, maybe. And I was like, and she walks away and I'm like, yeah, Buffy. Oh. Um, speaking of coffee earlier. Um, you hate coffee, right? I, I don't like coffee. I do not drink coffee. But uh, I am grateful for coffee for Willow's line about um, uh, relationships. and She compares relationships and coffee, saying they're both hot and bitter. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, that's, uh, that's where we, we end this episode. Yeah. So let's, let's just circle back. Um, we went through all the plot. Any, like, major character moments you want to hit on? Um, so I mentioned this before. Sandra's, I think Xander has a good episode. I still think some of his less tolerable traits are in full display. But the fact that he is right about them, they shouldn't be going to a frat party, um, it kind of mitigates some of that. Yeah. Um, I think, um, you know... The, At the I same time, it, like, I was in high school, I was sneaking out to go to college parties. A fair portion of me was like, shut the fuck up, Xander. <laughs> Let us have our fun. Yeah, but I I think I think it's pretty clear that it's icky that these guys are inviting them because they're seniors in high school. It's not even that they're like freshmen or something. There's she's a, a junior and he's a senior. That's like over five years. Yeah, which listen, there's a five year age difference between me and my husband. But we met when we were both adults. Not one of us was in high school. Yeah. Um. So, so this is just yeah. Um. Buffy, I think you know I. This conflict, as you mentioned, I think this conflict between Buffy and Giles mm. and Buffy and Angel is kind of the a good portion of the meat of this episode and how she's feeling these pressures. Yeah. Um, I really like how Willow gets dragged into it. Yes. And how conflicted she is with, you know, just having to tell lies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's going to keep being an issue for her. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, Cordelia, you, you know, it's funny. It's a Cordelia heavy episode, but she doesn't. She's much of the comic relief. She's much of the comic relief, um, which is I, I I don't I don't disagree with that as a choice, um, mm-hmm. but I just think it's interesting as we went in to watch it. I was like, oh yeah, this is a Buffy Cordelia episode, and then I was like, it's really not. Like, it's a Buffy with Giles Angel, and Cordelia has a lot of screen time, but she's not really the focus, and that's okay. Yeah, I think, and I just think in general, our entire ensemble gets good use. This everyone has good moments this week. Speaking of ensemble, let's talk about our favorite ones, ensembles. Oh, I was like in a musical. Um, so. um, Willow's little like neon like hippie seventies throwback mm-hmm. kind of thing. She's got a pink button up sweater with like some bell bottom jeans with like some Flower neon patches. patches on it. So cute. Love so it. So cute. Easily her one of her cuter outfits mm-hmm. um, so far. You wrote Cordy's outfit. What yes. are you referring to? Um, the, the one, one with the like mandarin collar. Yeah. It's not as racist as the last one. Yeah, but it's so pretty. Yeah. It, the color is gorgeous on her. Mm-hmm. She just looks good. Um, and I also really liked Xander's kind of preppy frat guy look. I thought he looked good. He cut yeah. his hair. Like... He tucked his shirt in. He was looking a little skinny. 
At one point, also, Will, or Buffy was wearing a black bra under her white shirt. It's very distracting. Yeah, but it wasn't a, a heavy episode for Buffy on the fashion. No. Um, Except that little black dress she wears at the party. Very okay. simple, but she looked great. Timeless. Um, do you see any stunt doubles? Um, so I have a note about stunt doubles. Um, in the commentary, uh, David Greenwald actually points one out. And it's, it's done really well, because I couldn't tell. But when Callie... The girl who, the other girl who got kidnapped, um, at the very beginning of the episode when she jumps off the balcony, yeah, um, that is not Jordana Spiro, who's the actress playing her. That is a uh, a stunt actress named Jennifer Badger. Okay. Um, uh, he just he pointed her out in the um, in his commentary, so okay. I felt like we should point her out. Um, but I thought it was a well done stunt double. Yeah, couldn't tell. I mean, we didn't see a whole lot of. Uh, that character, so yeah, it was easy. She to... mostly chained. Any trivia? Yes. So I have. Um, apparently, the reason they're watching Indian soap operas at the beginning of the episode is just a thing with David Greenwald. He um, so like a reference to the snake monster or something. No, it's just something he used to do. Okay. Um, he filmed. Uh, so a lot of television is filmed in Vancouver. So he worked in Vancouver a lot um, doing television, and apparently... There's an Indian channel. Yeah, that's like just something... You, they, they, it was a channel in Vancouver that he would watch all the time. So he kind of put that in there as just like his own little kind of self-reference. Yeah. Um, he also, in reference to Makita, he talks about how he was... Re- he thought he was really clever. He thought he had come up with this great name for a demon, Makita. And then he realized as they were finishing off... Uh, filming the episode, right? He saw that um, the boom operators, a piece of equipment they used, was called Makita. So it just it been like brand. subliminal. Yeah, it was like a subliminal thing. He said it was spelled differently, but um, and then I also have a little piece of uh, that I'm gonna read from I mean, my watcher's guide. Today. I came prepared today. Um, you know, footnotes and everything. So um, originally they did not plan to kill Makita. Um, he, they thought, uh, he was going to survive Buffy's attack and flee and, um, potentially come back later as like a, another villain. Yeah. So there's a bit of script in the They don't really guide. show him die. Not they really. show her stab him and then just like, it's kind of over. Yeah. Um, so from the original script, it says, Tom comes near the altar, uh, sorry, com- Tom comes to near the altar and unbeknownst to any of our heroes, the snake body begins slowly moving until it joins up with the torso. A squooshy sound of flesh and protoplasm meeting and the two halves rejoin. Cordelia to Tom, and you're, and you, you're going to jail for about 15,000 years. Oh God, it's over. It's really... That's when Makita, rejoined, suddenly pops up again. Angel takes a threatening step t- uh, forward next to Buffy, growls. Makita towers over Tom. Makita... At this point, he actually speaks, which he doesn't do in the episode. For a hundred years, I've given your forebears wealth and power, and this is how you repay me. From this day forth, you are alone in the world. Makita slides back down. Cordelia is afraid to breathe, with good reason. Makita pops back up, grabs Tom. Makita, little something for the road. Makita disappears into the pit with Tom. We hear Tom screams, a couple of chomps, and then silence. And I like it because, like, Tom gets his justice. Yeah. Which, it does not come in the form of being eaten by a, a reptile boy, but... It's a figurative... Yeah. You know. Um, apparently, they just didn't have... They ran out of time mm. to film that bit. Um, so they ended up cutting it, which I actually think was for the best. Um, I think the, the way it flows now is really good. It would have been cool to see the snake body rejoin itself. It could have been, unless the special effects sucked, in which case. Mm. Which I thought the effects for Makita Protoplasm. were... Um, <laughs> squooshy. Um, should have like a word of the day. I, the word of the day is... Protoplasm. Protoplasm. I really like the effects for Makita. I think it looks cool. Um, yeah. It's a cool looking demon. It's kind of cool how the body like hoists up from the floor. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um, um, I think that was all my trivia. Um, so music. Right. Um, so I think the music in this, the, the scoring was pretty standard. It was more what we had, uh, more like what we got in um, School Hard, but I don't think quite as effective. Yeah. I didn't, it wasn't as like tense or anything like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but we get a band called Louis Says performing a song called She. 
Um, that's the song that uh, Buffy and Tom dance to. Okay. And then it's played later at the end when Angel asks Buffy out for coffee. Cool. And then another band called Act of Faith playing a song called Bring Me On, which is the one that Xander is like hazing is set to. But other than that, not really anything. Hmm. Yeah. So uh, I think that's about it. Yeah. Um, so generally for me, I think this is a pretty good episode. What's I, your theme? What are your takeaways? Um, I think we talked about it. Um, you, I think you really put it really succinctly is like this pressure Buffy is feeling um, to be mature, to be mature, to... yeah, and uh, kind of acting out, grow up, rebelling yeah. against it. Um, but then there's also this other really prevalent theme of um, of sexual assault, mm-hmm. of um, which is hard to say that that's the theme when that doesn't necessarily happen. Yeah, but it's still. It's I the think symbol. the parallels are still yeah. still there. It definitely makes you think about it. Mm-hmm. It's not actually happening, but. Um, so yeah, but I, I generally think it's a pretty good episode. It's not one of the best, but I, I think it, as a, just a standalone adventure, it, it's good. I'm going to give this one 3.5 out of 5 phallic snake monsters. Um, I would give this one, I would give it 4 out of 5, um, fraternity paddles. Fraternity paddles. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. We've got one of those somewhere. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So let's predict some things, Tyler. Okay. Where do you, just generally, where do you think uh, we're going with the rest of the season? Oh, I think Willow's just going to keep getting fed up with shit. Um, oh. Xander's probably going to continue to be right about things, which sucks <laughs> because when he's your sense of reason, it's like, ugh. Um, more Angel. I feel like this is the first episode of the season where he's been a big part of the plot. Yeah. He's been around, but he was really active. And he wasn't even week. that active in this episode. Yeah. Um, what do you think? Anything else? Um, so the next episode is called Halloween. Well, is that going to be a play on like a riff on the Halloween franchise maybe? Oh, interesting. Um... Or maybe, I mean, I feel like Halloween probably lends itself more to, like, witchcraft kind of stuff. So, fun fact for fans mm. of Booze and Buffy, uh, next week's episode, if you've, maybe you've already figured this out based on calendars, but is actually going to drop on Halloween. Yeah, so celebrate your holiday season with us. Yeah. I don't have a costume yet. I don't either. Ooh. I, my, I... My aunt is getting married the day after Halloween, so we're going to be doing, like, a rehearsal dinner stuff on Halloween. But I told my aunt, I was like, I'm wearing a Halloween costume. You cannot stop me. And she was like, that's fine. <laughs> my aunt's got a lot, of, uh, a, lot of, a lot of time in this episode. Yeah, thanks, aunt. Uh, <clears throat> I, I don't have anything else. Do you? I don't think so. So thank you for joining us on Booze and Buffy. Uh, let us know if you know anything about the John Wick series, mm-hmm. including whether or not his dog dies, and if that is the only reason why he's killing people. Because um, I don't really watch action movies. I don't know about you. I do, but I haven't seen that one. Okay. Uh, I think my friend... costume's going to be. Yes. Well, that'll be next week, so we want to see lots of that. My friend, Kay Day, she was in John Wick 3. She was an extra. Ooh. I don't know if that means she got murdered or whatever. Probably not. Probably not. So, uh, Harrison, where can we find you online? Um, you can find me on Instagram, Harrison Alexander Kaufman, and on Twitter at Harrison Kaufman. And that's C-O-F-F-M-A-N. And I'm Tyler. You can find me online on all of my outlets at T-G-Dipold. That's D-I-P-P-O-L-D. Uh, please contact us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Booze and Buffy. Yeah. And if you have something longer you want to say, um, please email us at boozeandbuffy at gmail.com. For sure, yeah. Like I said, we either want to know the plot of John Wick <laughs> or your Halloween costumes. Or anything else. Yeah, if you can think of like a Buffy Halloween costume, no spoilers, you know, let us know. You can also find us on YouTube where Harrison will release a short video and I can't talk any more about it. It's called Spoiler Corner and I I actually haven't ever watched any of that. Um, Good. How's it going? Like, it's gone back. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. 
Um, the only thing I've seen, because when I log into like Google, mm-hmm. we're on the same thing. So it'll like sometimes show me like your videos, little pop ups. Oh. And I do you wear purple every time? No, I just own a lot of purple. Okay. I, like, <laughs> like dark I couldn't tell if it was like you, your video shirt or something. No. <laughs> so uh, don't forget to rate and subscribe us. Scrub, subscribe. Scrub, scribe. Don't forget to do all the things to help us keep this podcast alive. Yeah. Like give us a rating on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Stitcher. I yeah. heart radio. I heart radio. Um, Spotify. Each week. Uh, fun thing about Spotify. Oh, yes. Um, I like it because I do not subscribe to Spotify, but I can still get whatever podcast I want whenever I want, and it doesn't shuffle. Nice. Yeah. So if you also don't pay for Spotify, maybe look into their podcasts because it's actually a little bit better than their other subscriptions. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, each week, we like to give a shout out to a worthy charity and nonprofit. Um, so, in light of some of the themes of this episode this week, uh, we want to highlight End the Backlog. Um, End the Backlog focuses on shining a light on the rape kit backlog in the United States. Um, if you don't know, there are just thousands upon thousands of untested rape kits um, and just sitting on hospital shelves. Their goal is to end this injustice by conducting groundbreaking research, identifying the extent of the nation's backlog and best practices for eliminating it, expanding the national dialogue on rape kit testing through increased public awareness, engaging communities and government agencies and officials, and advocating for comprehensive rape kit reform legislation and policies at the local, state, and federal levels. Ultimately, they seek to change attitudes about sexual violence and abuse, educate the public, improve systems to lessen the trauma survivors experience, and ensure greater access to justice for more, for survivors. So please visit endthebacklog.org for more information. It was a really condensed just list of the things they do. Their website is so comprehensive. Mm. Um, I spent a lot of time on it today, so please check them out. Mm. Um, it's, a, it's a really important um, organization. Yes. Yeah. And as always... Go slay. And be... Okay. Bye.